A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That. This is the podcast that celebrates films we reckon might be underrated, underappreciated, or sometimes we just really wanted to talk about them. I'm your host for this week, Alice Oliver, and with me as always is Josh Hallam, and it was his turn to pick the film this week, and he went with Mike Bassett, England manager from 2001. So let's see what we think. Mike Bassett, England manager, not... Mike Bassett's England manager, or Mike Bassett <laughs> is the England manager. It's just Michael Mike Bassett, England Bassett manager. is, in fact, the England manager. England manager. I think we had this issue with the Pink Floyd The Wall, because it yep. wasn't Pink Floyd's The Wall. It's just called Pink Floyd uh, The Wall, Pink isn't Floyd it? Pink Floyd The Wall, exactly. Well, there we are. <laughs> it um, sounds like an instruction. If you get a chance, will you just... Um, Pink Floyd that wall for us. Pink Floyd, yeah, after, we'll the podcast, out, yeah. after the podcast. After the podcast, I'll get around to it. Uh, so before we crack on with this week's film then, Josh, I believe you want to tell our lovely listeners all about our Patreon. I do indeed. So if you listen to us out there and you're thinking, I want some extra bonus content or access to this great old stuff a day early, then head on over to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash just films and that. The link is in the episode uh, description. We've got a few tiers over there of like bonus content. The 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 lowest tier we have uh, is a pound a month and it includes uh, early access to episodes and extended episodes as well. So uh, a little bit of bonus stuff over for you over there and you'd be supporting the podcast and it'd be a massive help. Then the tiers go up from there. Obviously, the more they go up, the more you get. But that's the lowest tier. If you fancy a little bit of extra stuff or support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash just films and that and give what you can. It'll be massively appreciated. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Josh. And now we'll get back to this week's film. So go on, Josh. Mike Bassett, England manager, 2001. Spoilers, listeners, if you haven't seen it already. So do tell us what is the film about and why did you pick it? So, uh, Mike Bassett, England manager then, as you say, from 2001, is a film in which Ricky Tomlinson, who most people will know and love as Jim Royal from the Royal Family, plays uh, a sort of lower league or not top manager, shall we say, of, uh, of a football team. And he is given, inexplicably given, the England manager's job because no one else wants the job. And the film takes on a mockumentary format as we follow Mike as he takes over the team and takes him to the, uh, the World Cup. Why did I pick this? So, I picked this one for a few reasons i'll come on to the, the second reason first the first reason is alice and i know you're going to be made up for this but the football's back alice the football's Buzzing. back this weekend Buzzing, yeah, yeah. i'm loving it a I famous rugby fan well. alice oliver um, <laughs> the, the football's back this weekend obviously i'm a massive football fan no matter how much money and greed and corruption is coming out of that sport i still keep going back for more um even like a though true englishman spoken like a true englishman it is as truly problematic now as it ever has been and i'm still like yeah but look at these millionaires like it's they're like doing tricks and stuff um no so i, I wanted to pick this one 
um, in relation to something football related. And I was a bit loath to pick it for the World Cup because of all the issues documented around the World Cup, which I won't go into, and because I didn't really want to draw any attention to that, even though I'm doing it now. Um, so that was the, one of the reasons I wanted to pick it because the football's back and it felt like the right time uh, to pick it. And then the other reason is, is so I, I think this film is, is really, really funny. Like I've, okay, I remember yeah. watching it when it first came out. I've watched it loads and loads of times since. And I was interested to know as someone, for someone like you who isn't a football fan, like, is it good? Is it funny? Or does everything just go over your head in the same way it might do it for any other film about any subject matter that's so almost, because it can be quite subject matter specific in places. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I was interested to know um, what you thought as someone who is at best indifferent to football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indifferent. Indifferent is probably the right word. I I like that it makes people happy. That's mm. that's as far that's as far as I've sort of got with it. I reckon. So in that, in that case, then I'm guessing you hadn't. But had you seen this one before? I hadn't seen it, no, but I had heard of it and I was very right. much aware of it. Mm. So this is definitely one that my dad and my brother had seen <laughs> and had commented at the time how damn hilarious it was. So <laughs> I told you, I've told you a bit about my dad and my brother. I'll tell you a bit, Rog. listeners. So they are they're football mad. Like I cannot emphasize enough how obsessed they are with football. My dad was a referee for years. My brother is now a coach. Was he? And then he's Yeah, yeah. Not not like it. Not in the not in the big leagues or anything, just in local footy around North Wales and that. Yeah. Um and my brother, my brother's been a coach for years and a manager and various things. And then he brought my dad on board to be like his his number two coach and all this stuff. So whenever we're around together, it is all they talk about. Local football, Premier League football, World Cup football. It is nonstop. I, we, me and my brother, Josh, went to Thailand once, right, for three weeks when I was 19 years old. We went to Thailand. We had a great time. Wonderful country. Wonderful trip. It was amazing. We got back to the airport. It was a six hour car ride home because we were uh, coming from Heathrow and obviously driving home to North mm. Wales. My dad picked us up. We spent about 10 minutes talking about our trip to Thailand and we yeah. spent the next <laughs> five hours and 50 minutes talking about football, talking about all the football he'd missed while we were in Thailand. It was crazy. I could not believe what I was hearing. But yeah, they're obsessed. So in terms of, like you say, some of like the language and the subject matter and stuff that gets brought up a lot in this film, I'm, I am familiar with it from that regard. And, mm. you know, just like passive information that you pick up from living in Liverpool, which, you know, it's no, yeah, impossible yeah. To, to visit, isn't it, with Liverpool and Everton <laughs> right there. So I had... I had probably like all rightish expectations of this. Oh, I right, like okay. sport films. Yeah, I yeah. like films that are about sport. They're usually quite exciting. The momentum's usually quite good. And I, I I think, you know, Ricky Tomlinson can be really, really funny. So I thought, I thought I'd probably like this film. And overall, I did. Yes. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, you know. <laughs> it didn't like blow me away. It wasn't like the best or the funniest thing I've ever seen. But my list of things I liked about it completely outweighs the mm. list of dislikes. Oh, I'm so glad that. By a lot. I'm so glad. Did you think, what did you think? Did you think did I, I was going to I think you would it? think. Yeah. Um, well, I knew about, I knew you, you had some interest in football and I knew you had some family sort of interest in football. So I thought maybe she'll get some of it, but maybe it might be a bit too, and, it, you know, we'll come on to this, but might be a bit too, way. Yeah, it was a bit way. way. It was a bit way. But That's it's not, you know, it's not the football factory. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not, it's not Green Street or whatever. Mm -hmm. It is like, it is, you know, quite a, 
it is trying to make a point, I think, this film. And I do think it's it's a lot more lighthearted. And it's and it's a, I think it knows what it is as well. I don't think it's trying to mm-hmm. be anything, like you say, too hard-hitting. And it isn't the funniest film ever made. For, you know, it's subjective, isn't it? But it's, you know, it isn't the funniest film ever made. It might be the funniest football film ever made. Mm-hmm. Because oh, there isn't many yeah. crossover between comedy and football. Because quite often mm-hmm. they'll be about something. Or if you think about, like films like Goal or The Damned United, they might take a more mm-hmm. biopic approach or a more yeah. serious approach. Whereas this is, it's a mockumentary, isn't it? Yeah, And they do, do they go to a lot of efforts to make, to use the format, but also to make you laugh about football. So go on then, what, what did you like about it? All right then. So I do like the documentary format and I think that they utilise all the different documentary filmmaking techniques to good effect. So you've got like the sit down interviews, a bit of voiceover in there. You've got more candid moments. You've got people turning to the camera and breaking the fourth wall every now and then. And my particular favourite was the anonymous interviews with the interviewees (laughs) blacked out in order to hide their identity. They really made me laugh um, because that image like that vision of someone being blacked out like that is so dramatic and is something Mm. that you associate with like really dark subject matter. So to see it in this film, I just thought that was so amusing. Like when that popped up, that really got a good laugh laugh out of me. So, and it's the way they've done their voices as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was really effective. (laughs) And so, so unexpected as well, which was great. The whole thing feels, it feels quite gritty and low budget from things like the locations and the transitions used to the music and the fact that no one in this looks like a movie star whatsoever. Like they all look like your proper average bloke from down the road. And I definitely thought that this was the right way to go about it in this instance, instead of trying to gloss it up. Like it's not this glossy, like Premier League image that we have of everyone with the perfect hair and the six packs and all that. They're just regular lads. They're just regular Mm. lads playing football, aren't they? They're all a bit messy and a bit gross. And, and I really enjoyed that, I guess, authenticity that it mm. brings to the film. I really like that, and I'd love to get your input on this, that it simultane- simultaneously feels like a complete piss take out of British football whilst also being a love letter to it. Like it's oh, fully yeah. taking the mick out of all the various aspects of British football and the types of characters that you find in there. But because some of it feels so accurate, it feels like it's coming from a genuinely nice place as opposed to a mean one. And it feels like whoever wrote and created this loves football. Mm. No, I think you're absolutely spot on there. It is a, it's a pitch. The balance in terms of its satire is really spot on because like you say, I couldn't put it better myself, which is it's obviously embracing all the things which bear in mind, this is a 20 odd year old film are even more prevalent now. And also, so it's taking the mick, but at the same time, it's doing it with love. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, it, it's it's making silly jokes about the type of characters that you get in football and the way that football is perceived, the way that they talk. So there's two characters in it who are two, who two players who are like, they're like, they're like their best mates and they're like Tweedledum and Tweedledee and they look, they look the same and they're, they're all that sort of stuff. And they're constantly doing everything in percentages. So like mm-hmm. everyone's like, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling 100%, boss, 120%, yeah, 120%. And then later on <laughs> when they're into the like, my hip's 80%, but my knee's only 60% and stuff like that, which is <laughs> which is how footballers talk. It's a little bit how like how they, you know, they, they always say things like at the end of the day or, you know, it's the way football footballers talk, the way that the media training is done so that they, they all come out with quite sort of, you know, media friendly, snap, mm. snap, snappable, uh, answers, you know, it, it all feels like quite programmed. And there is literally a Twitter account, which I can't remember what it's called, that tweets football jargon. 
So things like get minutes in the legs or, um, (laughs) you know, giving 110% or stuff like that. And it just tweaks constantly to people saying that over and over again. It's Mm -hmm. quite, and every, it's one of those things every time it's funny. Because it, mm-hmm. they say the same things over and again. So I, it's I think accurate, you're spot on. Right? Yeah. Think, uh, the, the way that it takes the mick out of footballers and even things at the bottom, you know, like, like at the start where they, he wins a trophy and they take a wrong turn during the trophy parade and end up going down a dual carriageway rather than driving through the city centre. Stuff like that's just funny. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. got any agenda or anything like that. And I don't think this film... If this film has an agenda, it is about the way the media treats football Mm -hmm. and how seriously it takes it and how how invasive it is against people's lives and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's not got any other point. There's no point in there about how much they're paid. There is jokes in there. There's like, you know, there's a football... If you consider when it was made, there was a footballer in there who, if you are a football fan, you know who it is. You know there's a football that's meant to be David Beckham. Like, you know there's a footballer in there who's sort of a bit of a, a Terry Butcher type and that sort of thing, like the the hard man and that sort of stuff. But it's never makes a point around how, about how much they're paid in in a mean sense, I suppose. It embraces everything about it and just sort of presents it back to you as a joke. Mm-hmm. 100% Josh I agree 120% but but that's that's completely accurate I hadn't even considered like what the agenda might be because I just didn't feel one coming from it but what you said there about it being the media about the the way that it affects not only the players and the managers but then their families as well because you get some mm. of these kind of montage sequences of rapid fire like newspapers being thrown mm. down and like all these headlines coming at you one after another and that's obviously quite intense and when you're on the other end of that it doesn't matter how rich you are it doesn't matter how famous you are it must suck it must Absolutely. suck right, to be called shit and to be called bad at your job and that you're you're letting down the country and all this nonsense and a lot of those newspaper headlines and the treatment of the man of the players and the manager are based on real events as well. Yeah. So, yeah, for example, there's a scene in it. There's a really famous headline where when Graham Taylor was the England manager, someone photoshopped him up as a turnip. Right. It's a turnip, okay. and it's like Taylor's turnips. Where and in this, mm-hmm. it's Bassett's all sorts. Uh-huh. So there's yeah. things like that that are obvious nods and wink. And there are jokes in there. That's the sort of joke if you weren't into football. And you don't have to, you know, if you're into football, there are different degrees of being into it. Like I'm quite interested around the history of it and stuff like that. So I would get mm. that. Whereas now, the older this film gets, the more outdated those references become and the less relevant sure. it is in terms yeah. of its references. You'd have to make it again now so that you'd you'd be able to reference more stuff. But that's the sort of thing where I think it quite cleverly um you know, quite cleverly makes a point or a little bit about, you know, when when they're in Brazil and the England fans are kicking off. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously that was an issue, particularly in the 80s and 90s around fan behavior when 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 traveling abroad, whether it be with the England team or with the, mm. whether their own team or whatever. So like there's a there's the scene I really love where where he tries to have a go at some fans and they give him some mm-hmm. actual constructive feedback. Yeah, that's and he just goes, Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Instead of it, just it's it's because you know, what other stuff like, oh, just put someone else on. It's like, oh, you should be going swapping from one side to the other. Yeah, whereas they actually like they come out with like all these really what I assume are quite valid points. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, it's and it's funny because it's like it's this alternate reality where. Oh, if you actually gave the fans a minute to speak, they could help you. But we all know that in this world, that ain't going to fucking happen. They haven't had the training. They haven't got the skill or the expertise. They just want to shout and scream. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was really amusing and real, really subverted your expectations. 
So did you did you think it was funny then? Yeah, some some parts of it I did think were really funny, and that that was one of the key moments where he's talking to the fans and they actually give him some properly constructive advice. And then I'll just come on to my next point actually because uh, I put together a few different points just that I really enjoyed from the film and that really stood out. The funniest part for me is when, and I think this it's when they're in Brazil playing Argentina. Mm. So the England are playing Argentina. The match is happening. But the camera isn't watching the football. It's watching Mike Bassett in the dugout with like his team. Mm-hmm. And every time something happens on pitch, you just get Mike's reaction to it and then a quick fade to black. So he's just sat there going, oh, and then another thing will happen. He goes, ah, and he goes, no, <laughs> he just does that over and over and over again. And you're just like bombarded with these images of him doing that. That floored me for whatever reason. I was pissing myself. <laughs> That just really made me laugh because you're not seeing anything and it's so over the top and cartoony, but completely accurate at the same time. Mm. Like I've seen my brother on the sidelines has screamed and shouted some horrendous stuff onto the field, <laughs> like when he's been managing, because, you know, the stress and the pressure just gets too much. Yeah, course, so that yeah. sort of thing, I completely, I get it. And like, it does feel authentic, but it was just so funny when he was just sat like, oh, ah, like he's physically in pain. It's- it's a really good way to get around the fact that football is really hard to shoot. Yeah, yeah. If you're so, not just so doing like these massive this, wides or whatever, yeah. It's yeah, more... there's not there's not really much actual football in it, is there? Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. And when you're doing like that, and it was similar in the Damned United, it is just more intimate because obviously football is not an intimate game at all. Like you're on the no. field, there's what what is it, 22 men, then the ref, then the linesmen, and then thousands, potentially thousands and thousands of people in the crowd. That's not intimate. Like even boxing, even though you've got like massive crowds, that feels quite intimate Mm. because it's one on one. one, You get the kind of, you know, the intense sort of staring at each other and grabbing onto their heads and stuff. So you've got to find a way to make it work with football. So what you do is you show the reactions of the people watching Mm. it. Similar, they did it in the Damned United as well. Like there was a whole sequence where you're just looking at Brian Clough. You're not looking Mm. at the Mm. field. You just have to wait for him to to have a reaction so you can gauge what's going on. And they did that a lot in this and I thought it worked to, to great effect. So for you then, what is your relationship with this film? So I have a lot of affection for it. So it's it's mm-hmm. one of those, it's a little bit like other ones we've done where I remember watching it. I remember, you know, watching it as a kid and really loving it and thinking it was really funny when I was sort of about, you know, 12 or whatever. Um, and then I, I, that hasn't really changed. The older mm-hmm. I've got, the more I've known about football, the more I've understood some of the jokes in it. Um, but I still think it's I think it's a really, really well-made film. It's it's not a perfect film, but I just think it's a nice, it's a light comedy with some really great uh, sort of performances from like obviously Ricky Ricky Tomlinson, who I'll come back to, but you've got some r- great performances in there from supporting actors like Bradley Walsh, Dean Lennox Kelly, Amanda Redman, people like that. Um, it's quite, it's got quite a bit of heart to it as well, because obviously it is funny, but it's also making a point around how much, how he is treated by the media and what effect that has on his personal life and stuff like that. So at the end, there's quite a nice little moment where there's just a little round off of his emotional journey where he goes through the ringer, finally sort of clicks what he's doing. And rather than celebrating, he goes off to phone his wife um, and stuff like that. So I thought that was, there are a lot of films and unfortunately there is, there is a real, 
a real toxic culture in football, which is why I was, you know, poking fun at things like Green Street and Football Factory. But the fact is, is some of those films, they do glorify things like fighting and toxic masculinity mm. and stuff like that. Whereas this, it's just, it's just, it's exactly what you said. It's just got a real love for the sport, a real love for the sort of idiosyncrasies around football, the way that it's, it's the own little world. And in some ways, again, football in general, is a bit of a bubble to the point where there's some real issues in there around what people think and deem to be acceptable behaviour, which if you're not into football and you explain it to people, it seemed mad. Mm. But in this, that if you do like football, there's enough in there for you. There are things in there that will really make you laugh, but there's enough in there, I think, to make you laugh, generally speaking. Um, and I think a lot of that's down to the mockumentary uh, format. Back to what I was saying before, I think Ricky Tomlinson is brilliant in it. I think he's, you know, he is a very, very funny, you know, he's a comedian, he's a very funny actor and stuff like that, but he's quite good in this because he plays it really straight. Mm-hmm. So he's quite deadpan, so there's a bit, isn't there, where, you know, he's, he's being interviewed after he's just got the job and he's talking about, his, someone says, would your dad be proud of you? And he says something like, oh yeah, he'd be very proud of me. I mean, he was like a father figure to me. <laughs> and stuff like that you know like, like and he plays that straight but you're laughing because obviously he's a father figure to him sorry to explain the joke so i thought that was really good but also you know he's quite good at being that the everyman isn't he Rickon thomas and if you think the way he is as jim royal when he's been in other stuff he's good at being relatable and being quite quite normal i suppose and that's not an mm-hmm. easy feat in the world where of acting because the the as we've sort of said, touched on before, the, the temptation for acting is you're always going to want to act and sometimes less is more. And I think it is in this. So I do think he's really good. And then overall, I just think he's really funny. It's quite light. Mm. And um, light, they get the balance right between light and, and making a point. And uh, I just, it's so, it's one of those films, it's so quotable as well. Like anyone who's seen it will always will always know things like we're playing 4-4 four, four, fucking 2 and, mm. and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I still like it. I probably watch this film at least once a year. Really? Wow. Yeah, I hadn't watched it for a while when I watched it for this, so maybe that's why I picked it. But um mm. definitely every night every once every couple of years. Because I just it's just funny, always makes me smile, depending on if you're having a bad day or whatever. So yeah, I, I, I liked watching it again. It's good, you know, it's one of those films where I didn't have to make many notes. I can just sort of speak off the top of my head. Didn't I can't say I noticed anything particularly new. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, certainly not in terms of what I liked. I still just liked it for why I liked it, which is mm. I just think it's funny. We'll move on now then to talking about anything that we didn't like about the film or perhaps anything that we would change. As Josh, you've said you've been honest, you've got a lot of affection for this film. You see it when you're, you know, an impressionable young age. You loved it then, you love it now. How sort of objective can you be about this, do you think? Is there anything for you? I am committed to balance. Oh, good. uh, So I'm like, you know, I'm committed to the concept. I'm like... Jedi's and Siths. I'm, I'm like there should be balance in the Force, Alice. Yes. Um, so there's a few things, and I've never I was I've never watched it with a critical eye before. So never I've never thought of what what is bad about this film. I think one thing we've we, we've touched on slightly there is there's probably some bits that are too subject matter specific. Mm-hmm. So there are jokes. There's at least must be at least five jokes that you just wouldn't get. So yeah, and I probably don't even know. That I didn't yeah. get them. So like, even things like you know, there's a bit in. where there's a bit where they're in a simulator and um, the 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 programmed world class players into it. One of them's Pele, one of them's Maradona. Who, mm. like, even if you don't know football, most people know Pele is, and mm. a lot of people know who Maradona is. And then the third one is Mark Lawrenson. Mark Lawrenson was still a very good player. It's just he wasn't like skillful, so there'd be nothing to simulate, which is why it's just him keeping the ball up with his knee. And then they they say Mark Lawrenson, and he goes, "Well, we run out of money." Because the, right, you couldn't okay. think of a, okay, we couldn't think it. of a third world class player to make them emulate and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of that. I'd probably say it has still it's aged a little bit. So like again, I, I might have already touched on this, but the the whole treatment of the Tonka character is like he's a lad, he's a bit of a lad, and it's all drinking and you know going out and 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 acting you know quite badly. Same with I suppose with the way that. That, that Wacko is as well in terms of he's always a bit of an hard nut and stuff like that. Maybe it's probably aged a little bit poorly in that sense because particularly mm-hmm. with Tonka, if that is representative of someone like Gascoigne or George Best, well, you know, alcohol has taken has taken one of their lives and has probably certainly impacted the other one's life to the mm-hmm. degree where they probably won't live to be old Um, in, in that sense. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but I think... In this day and age, you'd probably have to be a little bit more sensitive to that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit more, you know, there is more that they probably could have done to condemn yobbish behaviour. It shows it and it's a little bit like, oh, look at that, that's bad. But, you know, the English do have a reputation or certainly did. It's better now, but they do have a reputation for um, kicking off abroad when we go following the football team. I mean, we get to one Euros final and what's everyone's defining memory apart from the fact that we lost it's a guy with a flare up his ass mm. which most you know which if you did you, do you know the picture i mean 
No, I don't actually. Just Google Euro, Euro's final flare guy. But basically, when we got the Euro's final at Wembley, well, it kicked off, didn't it? Because people were drinking all day, trying mm. to get into the stadium when they didn't have a ticket. People did get into the stadium when they didn't have a ticket. You oh, know, the, the police were absolutely rammed trying to deal with it. And that was only, that was two, that was two years ago. Mm. So... It's still a problem. I've been to, you know, I've been to football matches where you can still hear racist abuse. You can still mm. hear toxic behaviour. And there's an element of, well, there's still an element now in football of I've paid my money. Well, this film does make a good point around the media, but I think it could have made another wider point around people's behaviour at football. Having said that, this is a 20-year-old film, so maybe I'm expecting mm-hmm. too much of it. And it is also just, it is a light-hearted comedy. Then the only other thing I, I wanted to sort of touch on was, well... It's a bit inconsistent inconsistent between the world it builds and the real world. So mm-hmm. in it, none of the players are real football players. Mm-hmm. But there are references to real football players. Right. So, that, so, so, yeah. so, so in it, obviously I don't mind things like referencing Pele because you could easily say, well, the, this world is fake, but retired players are still real because obviously mm-hmm. he's retired. It would have been in his 60s at the time or whatever he would have been. But there's a bit in it where before the Argentina game, they show uh, a Maradona goal from the 80s, which is famously one of the best goals ever scored, where he takes on the whole, he basically embarrasses the whole England team. It's the goal he scored after the famous Hand of God, which is where he punched mm-hmm. it into the net, if you don't know. But then alongside it, it shows a Michael Owen goal right, against so Argentina. From yeah. 1998. Well, at yeah. this point, Michael Owen, David Beckham, Which people like that, there. were all still in the England team. Yeah. So yeah, in that clip, so in that clip, Owen scores that goal and it shows Beckham's red card. Well, they would both still be in the England team at that time. So I think really that what you need to do in a film like this is go either everyone's real and then you get people to play real people or no one is real. Mm-hmm. And then think in that sense, that's what, and that's just me. Again, that's probably the one of the best examples of me trying to find something to say. Um, <laughs> Good but though. It, Good but point. It is, but it, you know, it's definitely like, it's the first time I've watched it and gone, well, hang on, Michael Owen would be in the team then, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's just not, or yeah, hang on, David Beckham would be in the team then, wouldn't he? So, and there's no reference to, even if you made a reference to, oh, all the England squad got injured. Do you know what I mean? Or for whatever mm-hmm. reason, they were all, I don't know, they were, they were trapped, they, were, they, they went to a, a cold weather or, training camp and all got snowed in or something like that, I don't know. Josh, like a replacement where they're all on strike. Oh, they're all on strike. So, they're, so all these guys are scabs coming so in and then Keanu Reeves shows up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I'm not having Keanu Reeves in it. We've heard his English accent. Fucking hell, I couldn't have oh, that in this. Yes, um, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's about it for me. It did pain me to come up with those, but I still think they're okay points nonetheless what about you because i know you mentioned you got a couple of bits yes just a couple so i do think the biggest offender for me is that most of the jokes in my opinion feel like these real self-contained gags that the writers were just desperate to get in there without worrying too much about how they advance the plot or how they fit in with the world now i'm definitely not saying that it's not funny because it definitely is funny in places but a lot of it was just kind of like gag move on gag move on and Mm. it just felt um it, it felt like oh We've come up with this joke about this player or about this like this thing in football, right? Let's get that in there. Let's put that there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it just felt mm. it didn't the, the jokes didn't quite feel as authentic, shall we say, as they could have done, and didn't seem to flow nicely with the narrative. Mm. And it was more a case of we've got a gag, let's do it. We've got another gag, let's do so that it's, too. It's a bit like I think I fully get what you mean. I don't mind it because I think because of my affection, but I think 
would I be right in thinking that it's almost as if they've come up with the jokes, then written the plot around it? That's how it felt. R- that is rather how it than, felt. Rather than coming up with the plot. That, yeah, because there are things in it, aren't there, where it's like it's obvious. They've obviously come up with a character like Wacko, who's obviously a bit hard nut, can't finish a game, always getting sent off, always fighting, that sort of thing. So they've obviously gone, well, we need to show it. So how do we show it? This bit. And then it's just completely non, non-essential to the plot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I th- yeah, I know what you mean. Doesn't I don't feel that myself, but I think that's probably because nostalgia's doing so much of the heavy lifting. Oh, may- maybe I'm wrong. You know, the two can be true. No, I think, <laughs> Who I, think knows? I think I think I think you're right. I think I think you know if people could say it could be argued that this is you know it's a bit it's a bit, it's by the numbers mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what else? Yeah. So the other thing, and I wouldn't even categorize this as the dislike, but it is something I noticed. So I do feel like this really is a film for football fans. Mm. I think a lot of the language and the jokes and the attitudes are potentially infinitely funnier and more enjoyable if you're already really into English football. So with that, I don't know if I could recommend this to people who don't like football and I don't think they'd get a lot out of it. So I do get quite a bit out of it because of, like I said, my dad and my brother have been exposed to it. There are some things that I do know and some things felt familiar to me. It's like, oh yeah, I've seen people like that. I've heard jokes like that or whatever. So in general, though, I don't think I don't think your average Joe who doesn't like football is going to be watching this or really getting much out of it. And that, yeah. obviously it's not a dislike. It's just about you reducing your audience is all. Yeah, and, and that's I think, I think fine. You, like, I think you're probably right there. I suppose it's one of them, isn't it? Football is, is so widely watched. It doesn't really matter because enough people would still watch it. Um, but I think you're right. It's quite, you know, it is quite. If, if you think about the other football films, we done more than one football film apart from this and the Damn United. Damn United. Uh, I don't think we have actually. No, no. we did an American football. We did, and we've film. been on other podcasts uh, talking about well. football. Um, yeah. If you so, if you look at the Damn United, for example, so my partner hates football like with mm-hmm. a passion, hates it, says it's really boring, can't get her head around it. She said before that she could change one thing about me. It would be everything. No, it would be. Um, it would be. Um, it would be that I like football, and that she, right. she would change if so I didn't like football. Um, but for example, when I've watched The Damned United, she she quite likes it. Like she thinks it's yeah. a good film because it film. is about football, yeah. but it's more about obsession and yeah, and 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 the drive to be whatever. Whereas this, it's about football with jokes about football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't imagine her watching this and getting anything out of it really. So I know I know what you mean. So out of interest then, I I picked this because I wanted to know if you enjoyed it as a non-football fan. Is that a no? You didn't enjoy it as a non-football fan? Uh, I don't. I, I don't feel like I can give you an accurate or truthful answer about that. Mm. I don't think I can see past. I don't know because Ricky Tomlinson was just great and he was so much fun. Mm. So I don't know. That's a difficult question. That's a difficult one. But that is what I said, isn't it? So it's like <laughs> I said I don't think that non-football fans would get much out of it. Problem is, so I can't is, get yeah. rid. I, I can't disengage that part of my brain and like the things that mm. I did enjoy. I was like, yeah, that was good actually. And you know what? The thing is, most people in this country are football fans. So you're <laughs> well, gonna yeah. be all right. You're gonna be all right, <laughs> Mike Bassett. You're gonna be okay. Don't worry. 
we'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception. And I have not seen the critical reception and I don't know anything about the box office or the financial success of this film. So you said you chose it because you think it... Did you say you think it's underrated? I actually don't, actually don't think I, was... I say... Sorry, I should, should have said 40 minutes ago when we started, I think it's underrated. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's okay. underrated. Cool, we got there. We got there. No, I think um, it's cool. I was too wrapped up in the whole the football's back uh, this too weekend. Excited. No, too I, excited. Yeah, is, I think it is critically, I think it's critically underrated. Okay, great. So how All do you right, think then. it did well, then, now that I've told you how do I think 40 it minutes did? too late? <laughs> how do I think it did? Um, you think it's underrated. But I like I it a lot. It was, you like it a lot. I thought it was all right. I I I don't know. <laughs> I won't say. I don't say. know if I films. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I don't know if film critics would like this because there's no there's no nuance to it. <clears throat> there's no like subtext. There's none of that. Do you know what I mean? And if we compare it to my my favorite mockumentary, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, the critics. Oh, no, they did love that, actually, didn't they? It was the IMDb score that was really low. Scratch that. So I just feel like the critics don't like it. I reckon the audience loved it. Mm. I reckon the critics didn't like it. And I reckon you're balancing that out. If you think it's underrated, uh, I'm going to say it got a low six. A low six. Like the lowest of the sixes. I'm going to say a 6.1. And what? And I I would probably give it a little bit higher than that, to be honest. I was going to say, would that be underrated for you? It would be, I think. I'd give it like a middle, a middle six. I right. think I'd give okay. it a six point five. You know, listen, that's quite good I for think, me. I think that's pretty generous for you. Six point five. Yeah, Are you sure you don't is. want to go lower? <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm good. I'm settled. I'll sit in the middle okay. sixes. Right, go Let's on. Have a look give then. it. So, to at me. the time of recording on IMDb, it gets mm-hmm. six point eight out of ten. Ooh, high six. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, the yeah. audience give it. 76%. Ah, there you go. Very generous. And the critics of Rotten Tomatoes give it, and this is where it comes into it, 40%. Ooh. So that average out, averages out, Alice, to 61% or 6.1, <gasps> which is bang on what no, you said. No, it doesn't. It Shut does. up. It no, does. it doesn't. Oh, my God, I'm so good. I'm so you good. You are so good uh, at guessing the medium of three scores. Average yeah. of the three things that we look at. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Wow. So it's, it's well, also I mean, I mean, based on what you've said, underrated? I guess it has to be because I just said it and I can't go back on that now. <laughs> Although that's not that's not as an average. I don't think that's that bad. That critic no, score, that's poor, I definitely isn't it? think that's, I do think that's harsh. I do think there was more about it than a 40 percenter for yeah. sure. So yeah, go on. Mike Bassett, the England manager, is underrated. Yes, there we go. Another underrated film uh, in the bag. Uh, I made up with that, to be honest. I, I thought it could... I, I'm glad you liked it. I thought it, uh, this could have been half an hour of you absolutely slating a film that you just was <laughs> could just have like, been. this is shit, it's been. too specific, it's too, like, what is any of this? It, like, if you don't like football, it doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I suppose uh-huh. if, you look at, if you look at Popstar Never, Stop, Never Stopping, there's a lot of jokes in that that are quite specific to music. Mm-hmm. 
But True. that you True. get so you know, it's not as good as Paul Star. Never stop, never no, stop. No, of course not. Let's not be silly. Um, Let's not better. be silly. Anyway, I think we both agreed. We both <laughs> agreed it's better. Um, no. So anyway, um, yes, another one in the un- un- underseen category. Um, enjoy the football this weekend for those partaking in it. I'd be interested to know um, if there's much crossover between our listeners and football fans. Uh, I know we've got a couple Ooh, yeah. of followers out touch. there, so so get in touch um, and let us know if you've got any films you want us to do. We'll be back next week with another episode. A little bit. Of something different next week um it's uh, something i'm doing on my todd um because alice is otherwise engaged but you'll see more very about busy, it you know. at the time i'm very busy she is very she's busy too busy lady. googling what all the references in mike bassett england manager mean um i'm looking up england football <laughs> flare bomb why isn't this picture. about welsh rugby um, <laughs> <laughs> um in the meantime if you'd like to get in touch with us it's films in that pod at gmail.com or on all the social medias if you head to uh facebook twitter or whatever it's called now instagram and tiktok <laughs> and you'll find us we're over there if you search for just films and that pod and you'll find us uh, we're also on the television aren't we alice we are indeed. Every Friday from 6pm, you can find us on the local TV network talking about all our favourite underrated and underseen films. So if you live in Birmingham, Bristol, Leeds, Liverpool or the northeast of England, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. I've also been uploading all our little episodes to Daily Motion. So if you head on over there and search Just Films and that will pop up. That's every Friday from 6pm. Yes, lots of ways to see us, hear us, engage with us, follow us and all that. But all that remains to be said is thank you very much for listening. It's massively appreciated. And we will see you next week. It's goodbye from me. Cheerio. Bye. <laughs>